Hey guys, it's Alana, and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real-life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. Today is a great one. I am bringing my friend Kyle Axman on the podcast. He is a fitness entrepreneur. He has done work with Rumble, with Flywheel, with Swerve, with a million different gyms. He does tons of boot camps. We got Tushy Tuesday from Kyle. Kyle is all around incredible. He is such an entrepreneur. He is someone I really look up to because he has gone after so many different goals and accomplished so many things. And all the while being a great person and a great boyfriend to my friend Skylar. So Kyle is great. We are going to hear about his previous relationship where he actually was engaged and called off his engagement um, prior to meeting Skylar. We're going to hear about what that was like, why he decided to call off that engagement after being with this person for six years. We're going to hear how he ended up getting back out there, how he approached dating differently, how he communicated about this broken up engagement to new potential partners, and how he actually dated successfully without ever downloading a dating app. So I know you guys always ask about ways to meet people in person, ways to meet people off the apps, and Kyle is the absolute expert at that. So great episode coming up today. Super excited about it. And I'm going to waste no time. Let's get into it. Hey, Kyle. What's up, Alana? You know what my favorite mindset is? What's your favorite mindset? My favorite mindset? Is calm. Calm. Yeah, I, I love that for you. You know how I get calm? With a CBD gummy? By Mindset Wellness. Do you want to know my favorite mindset? You bet I do. Mine's recovery. What's your favorite? Do you, do you want to know why? Why? Because I'm always training. And so if you train hard, you got to recover even harder. You do. That is true. You guys, Mindset Wellness CBD is like our life, our obsession. We've been taking their products for so long now, over a year now, and they truly have helped in so many aspects of our lives. Right here, I have the Calm Gummies. They helped me in my dating life, especially because I would come back after dates and take a Calm Gummy before I could even begin overthinking about it. And I credit my relationship to these gummies right here. Yeah, they're pretty much the best. And like, they have the CBD muscle roll on too, which is great for like before or after a, a run or a workout or a race. Are we doing a cheers? I already took mine. Oh, I, fuck, I, I took mine already. already. You're good. Um, but we both eat, sleep, and breathe mindset. So highly recommend to all the listeners. You guys can get these at mindsetwellness.com. Use code seeing other people for 20% off and free shipping. Kyle, you have a code too. They can choose whatever code they want. What's your code? Axman. Easier to remember, but. I'll let you get the, uh, I'll let Alana use hers. <laughs> choose your mindset, choose your code, mindsetwellness.com. Get your, get your mindset in, get your CBD in. All right. Mindset wellness. We love you so much. Seeing other people, listeners, we also love you. 
And we are here in the episode with the one, the only Kyle Axman. Kyle, welcome to Seeing Other People. Thanks, Alana. I am so excited to have you here. So as I mentioned, Kyle is a good friend of mine. He is dating one of my close friends, Skylar, and he is someone who I am constantly impressed by. Like, Kyle, you are always going after your goals. You are always like accomplishing new things, getting to the next level and everything you do, both in your career and like in your personal life. And it's so impressive. I just like, I find you to be like such a fascinating and impressive human. So good job with all of that. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, when you and I first met, it was like, I feel like the hustle attracts the hustle and just like hearing you talk about all your different projects and side hustles I was like I like this person because like we get each other in that sense yeah absolutely we do um okay so Kyle there's a lot that we're going to talk about here um the first of which I'm very excited to get into because we've had um guests on the uh, on the podcast to talk about them being engaged and the engagement being called off, but we've never really talked about like the aftermath and getting back out there and dating and kind of seeing a success story um, unfold after that. And so I want to get into your story and talk about how you were engaged and you are no longer engaged to that person and you are in a great, happy and healthy relationship with shout out Skylar. Also, Skylar has gotten many a shout out on seeing other people. Um, so yes, it is the same Skylar that Jonah and I would always talk about. So Skylar has returned in the form of Kyle this time. When uh, when we first started dating and like it was very early on, I saw her like sharing the episode that she was mentioned in and I like fully stalked her. Like it was probably two or three dates in and I, and I listened to the podcast to like see what was being said about her. That's <laughs> so, hilarious. Like, I'm, an, I'm an OG seeing other I love people it. guy. I love it. Okay, so talk to me about where you were in life when you met your ex-fiance. What was going on? Who was Kyle Axman X years so, ago? So I was a couple years out of college working in the city as a professional actor. Um, I was in a play off-Broadway called Tony and Tina's Wedding. Um, for those who don't know, it's an audience interactive uh, play where the audience are guests at a staged wedding. Um, but half of the play is improvised. And so it's like a full on wedding. There's food, there's dancing, but then there's a few staged moments that happen throughout. Um, Wait, and the that actors, is awesome. Yeah, Hold it's on. really fun. It's been, it's been around forever. Um, it's it's like, still going on now? It's, I mean, there's pop-ups. It's not in yeah. New York City right now, but they, they do tours of it. They put it up in small theaters. It's been around for a long time. So I was I in like the off-Broadway revival of it. Um, like right out of school, it was work, got my actor's equity card doing it um and my ex was in the audience and was one of the people that I interacted with in the interactive experience um and I kind of like hit on her in the show like during during the show and after the show every night we had like a, a hang at like the bar upstairs um and so and that was like the after party of the wedding even though it was like not an actual wedding um so we met there she was still in school um upstate and so I said like next time you're in New York let me know and like a few weeks later she hit me up and kind of the rest is history and six years later we got engaged wow so okay six years what 
unfolded, I guess, because six years is a long time, but you did mention that like she was still in school. So I'm sure you had a lot of transitions to go through from kind of being long distance to then being in the same place and and adjusting to life together and growing together and stuff. Um, What led to you guys finally deciding, yeah, we want to spend our lives together theoretically, like let's get engaged. You know, there's a, a lot of things. I definitely thought she was the one. We lived together. We cohabitated well together. We had a, a puppy um, that we got like a few months before we broke up. Um, everything was just like leading to that, you know? It was just, we were together for so long that it was like, this is what we do next because because we've been together for this long. Um, instead of like thinking about, this is where we wanna be eventually. So we should get married. It's like, oh, this is the next step. Like all of my friends, like I have three best friends that I've been best friends with since I'm like six months old. They were all getting engaged at the same exact time. And it was just like, this is when we all do this. Like, this is the time we all do this together. Um, And, you know, we lived together and had a dog and that went well, like kind of watching her raise the dog from a puppy and like us doing that together made me think like, okay, I think she's, I think she's the one like that that really sealed the deal for me. It was like, as soon as we got the dog and things were going well, I was like, I guess I should get a ring now. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. I have to give a quick shout out to Anchor. If you don't know about Anchor, it's Spotify's podcast platform, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Trust me. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free, and you know I love free. Second of all, their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast directly from your phone or computer. What could be easier than that? Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you want it played. You can also make money from your podcast, no matter how few downloads you get regularly. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hope you love today's episode. So that's kind of where my head was at in that moment. It's interesting that you mentioned like everyone was getting engaged. Seems like it's just like the time to do this thing. Like I now, a year ago, none of my friends were engaged. Like people were starting to get engaged last summer in my world. And now it's like every week there's at least one new engagement and like one new wedding that I'm going to be invited to. And so I really feel it when you say like people were just getting engaged. So it felt like the thing to do. And I, I wonder how many couples end up falling into that kind of trap yeah i mean and like you know instagram doesn't help like the second you open it up it's like there's another like ring selfie and it's like you know that was like the first thing that we needed to do when we got engaged is like screenshot a facetime with someone and it's like all you see 
Um, you know, I, we're around the same age. I mean, Sky and I have 12 weddings this year. It's just yeah. like, it's, it's wild. It was, you're right. It was like the cool thing to do. Yeah, it is crazy how that happens. And and you're totally right with like opening up Instagram and, and it puts pressure. I mean, it puts pressure on people in relationships, but I also know how much pressure it puts on people who are single and none, no scenario there is a good thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, obviously so, we're happy for, we're happy for the people we see. Of course, <laughs> of course we love love, Yeah, but it can be tough out there. Yeah. Um, okay. So you got the dog, you felt like she was the one, you got the ring. And then what happened? So we got engaged in uh, like March 1st of 2020, um, which was like two, two weeks before everything went down um, in the world. So we were happy. We were on cloud nine. We had just gotten engaged. Honestly, like the beginning of COVID was fun for us. Like I taught, I teach group fitness and she t- teaches yoga. And so we were like, our, turned our tiny little 600 square foot apartment into a studio and you know, we're, we were having to coordinate with each other when we can each run our classes. So we weren't conflicting with the other person's schedule and like training Zoom clients and all of this and having fun with our dog and getting to like actually spend quality time with the dog and with each other. And things were like really great um, for a little while. And then kind of like the shit hit the fan. Um, July 3rd. So that's like March, April, May, June, July, like three, four months later. Um, kind of a big life event happened to us that really made us look at our relationship with a microscope and we don't have to get into the the nitty gritty about kind of what happened, but it just made us like realize that we are very different and like our five-year plan, 10-year plan, our goals, our family values just didn't really align. And it took that event to like, put all those things into perspective for us. And we weren't mutual in it at all. Um, But after the fact, we had some closure where she basically like agreed with kind of my decision and all of it. And it might not have all happened in the right way, but like in retrospect was the right move. And we both agree that and like, we're both cool, you know? today we sat we had a wedding together and like it was actually good for us because we had a lot of closure at the wedding like we had we got to talk and it was the first time we really were able to get into it since the breakup and this was like eight months after breaking up wow what was it like to kind of have that realization of like oh like we want different things we align on different things because I feel like and I haven't been through that, but I can imagine it being really scary, especially after you just like in your head planned your life out together. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole world caved in. I'm like, well, we have an apartment, we have a dog, we have a ring. We have, we've built this life together. All this furniture belongs to the two of us. Like it's always been us two. We've been on a billion vacations together. We haven't left each other aside for three years, four years since after she graduated, like we'd lived together for three years. Um, So it was like, damn, I I couldn't even comprehend starting over, let alone doing it during a pandemic um, nonetheless. And like being in the apartment that we built together, you know? So like after we broke up, I was like, I first things first, I got to get out of this apartment. So I terminated the lease, which wasn't cheap, Um, but it, you know, 
it doesn't that doesn't really matter in the scheme of things um but it was it was really scary Alana like you know yeah. it's like starting from square one again and and having to figure out not just starting from square one in terms of your dating life but having to figure out like who you are without this other person after so long yeah you're yeah I mean you become a unit yeah and I, I honestly I think and she's admitted to this that I pretty much stayed true to myself and was and had my own like independent life but she was a little bit more dependent on on me and couldn't feels that she couldn't fully be herself with me I think and I think it's super important in a relationship to both be able to have your own life with and without each other instead of it just be like every single decision every step you take is like for the other person Um, and that was one of the realizations that that we came to as well yeah 100% I mean that's something that I've been through where like I've fully been dependent on somebody I was dating and when it ended up I mean it felt amazing in the moment because it's like oh everything I do is for this person and our partnership and whatever like there's some it, there's something about it that feels really special and really like this is love this is amazing and then when it doesn't work out because ultimately that can't work out I had like nothing I'm like wait a second like I made this person's life, his social life was my social life. Like his passions became my passions. His goals were my goals. It's like, holy shit. Now I have to like literally figure out who's Alana. Yeah. So that's really tough. Um, What happened with the dog? I have to ask. She has the dog. Her name is Sunday. Um, Mm. So that was really tough. I mean, like we could have maybe done some sort of like, joint custody but then you always have that attachment with the other person yeah. and and she lives upstate um she really only lived in the city for me um as she claims so like as soon as we broke up she was like back upstate never to return um so and it's good for the dog because she gets to run around and has outdoor space they got it her and her current boyfriend got another dog so they can play with each other sunny and honey oh. um oh. So, yeah, I mean, I think she has a good life up there. Um, I honestly, it would have been tough for me to have a dog going through all of that and like starting a new-ish life um, with my, you know, kind of with my ex's dog. So it's like, she insisted. Um, She was like, I didn't really want this breakup. So I'm keeping the dog and like, we're not going to fight about it. And I was like, all right, it's all yours. But it was hard. I mean, like, especially being in that apartment, like opening the door when I came back into the apartment, I pictured her licking me and running up to me, wagging her tail. And so opening the door to an empty apartment was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, I'm sure it's I'm glad that you got you broke your lease and, and got rid of the apartment as soon as you could. I know I had a friend who, um, when her ex fiance broke off their engagement, he had lived in the apartment that she owned. And so she couldn't just like end her lease. Like she owned that apartment. Her mm-hmm. siblings lived in the same building. Like she wasn't getting rid of that apartment, but being in that apartment was so painful for her. And like, I I just can't imagine doing that. So definitely yeah. the right move there. I mean, everything is a reminder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even even like 
outside of the apartment, like the streets you would walk on, the places you would go. Like that, that's one of the hardest parts about breaking up. Plus it was the pandemic. It's not like you could go like hang out with all of your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, so let's they, talk about, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say my, even though I couldn't hang out with my friends, they were a really great support system. Like they even like they, they still would come over and spend some time outside sitting with me and talking and a lot of phone calls and FaceTimes. Like I felt like I had a crazy amount of support. That's amazing. That's special. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that, that is a silver lining. Um, when your friends like do show up for you like that. Um, okay. I want to get into the after we talked about the before. Now let's talk mm-hmm. about the after what, at what point did you start thinking about like, okay, I guess I should date again. Like, was that a thought in the beginning? Did it take you a while to get there? What was kind of your process in terms of like moving on and deciding when you were ready to move on? You know, I wasn't ready for a while. I had friends like kind of setting me up and like trying to push it along. Um, Even though I wasn't, necessarily ready uh and then like her and I my ex and I had like a conversation and she basically was like I wanted you to hear this from me before you hear from someone else I am actually seeing my like high school boyfriend and this was like wow three weeks after we broke up so that kind of that kind of crushed me um, but also gave me a little fire under my ass to get out there. Wait, and I wasn't, it wasn't like three weeks. Yeah. Um, it was cat. I mean, she claims it was like pretty casual at first. Um, yeah, she basically told me, I think like five weeks after and said like, we started, like we went out like a week or two ago. Um, it might not be anything, but like, I wanted you to hear from me cause we have mutual friends. Like, me yeah. and uh, Gina is her name. We set up our like two best friends with each other and they're now married. So that's the wedding we went to. So like we've got it, you know, always <laughs> there's always been the gossip between, you know, uh, all of us. So she told me kind of what went down that kind of lit a little bit of a fire under my ass. Cause I wasn't really doing anything. It's also COVID. So you can't do much. And then um, my friend set me up on like a little blind, like sort of just like a Tinder, no strings attached type date, I guess you would call it. <laughs> I don't want to, you can infer what I mean by all of that. Yes, um, yes. And so that, oh God, I mean, that might've been like two or three months after, which is like pretty quick. Yeah, um, definitely. And then like, I, I, yeah, slowly started putting myself out there and some of it like it wasn't really on even on purpose it kind of just happened mm-hmm. um I was teaching like some outdoor boot camps and stuff um and they become social you know we did like outdoor happy hours after the boot camps like that kind of thing um so then I yeah I slowly but surely started putting myself out there a couple dates and yeah So, okay, when you started going on these dates, how were you approaching them? Because obviously you just went through this really, in a way, like traumatic experience and you learned things from it and you came out 
as you came out differently than you were when you entered it and were dating. So like, what did you maybe change in your approach to dating when you started again? Uh, It was just like a completely different outlook. I mean, it had been six years since I'd really done that. And I was a fully different person. You know, when I first was single, I was like, 21, 22 years old, you don't really know anything when you're 22. No offense to all the 22 year olds listening, but it's like you gain so much knowledge from experience. I'm 30 now. And just like looking back at who I was then and who I am now, it's just like a different person. And so like coming out of a six year relationship, you learn so much, especially from the breakup. Like I, I figured out like what conversations are important to have early on in a relationship to figure out if it's the right fit instead of waiting six years and then figuring it out. Um, so I, yeah, they were like, I had a completely different outlook on what I was looking for and who I was looking for. And um, I was lucky to find it pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. What were some of those conversations like? Cause I know there are so many things that are so important to discuss with somebody that you're potentially going to form a relationship with, but people are afraid to have those conversations early on because they're afraid to scare someone away or come on too strong, even though that might not be their intention at all. So like, how did you kind of approach these more realistic and serious topics? Yeah. I mean, they didn't come up right away. Um, definitely after some spending some time together, um, Mm -hmm. And it, and it's almost like spending all spending the time together answers the question for me. You know, like I don't even need to ask some of those questions. I can kind of already know without asking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I think you just have to be ballsy and know and just just do it. And if if the other person can't handle that kind of conversation that early on, then then maybe thank you next. You know. Because we're adults yeah. at this point, like adults should be able to have mature conversations early on. And 100%. I think like with Sky, I think it was like our third date, we or fourth date, we just like sat and at, in Long Island City on the water, we literally just sat for like 10 hours, just like learning about each other and getting into like these kind of deep future conversations and, you know. So talking about like kind of our breakups and our skeletons. So I think like stuff like that is so important to do early on. And we still talk about that day. It's like a pivotal moment in our relationship. Like when we kind of knew like, Oh, we're fucked. This is it. (laughs) We're about to fall in love. And it was like, you know, pretty early on. So. I love that it, it happens like with that conversation though, because I think that conversation is so important to have and people are so afraid to talk about exes to talk about breakups to talk about past relationships and it's like nobody's ever not dated somebody before you know and maybe somebody's never been like a serious relationship before engaged before but they've still had relationship experiences they've still had people who have broken their hearts and stuff and people or like society kind of makes those conversations so like off limits. But really, those are the conversations that you need to be having because you're going to learn so much about what that person values, what that person is looking for, what that person has been through and what they need from a potential partner. And you're also going to connect so deeply in being able to open up about those things. 
Yeah. And it really frustrates me when people are like, no, I would never bring up an ex on like the first 10 dates. Like, no, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also such a, a stigma behind like men being that, that open and, and vulnerable. Like you're supposed to be a man. You're not supposed to show any uh, defeat or pain or vulnerability. Like, for a, it's it's hard for a man to like truly be open and vulnerable with someone early on just because of like what society says a man should be right. and you know i think that if you're if a man is able to like channel that vulnerability early on then like they're on they're with someone that they should be with yeah 100 percent. i i used to say when i was dating like i don't like i want to know what this guy has been through. I want to know that they've gotten their heart broken because I have, and I need to know that they understand what that's like. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they had to have their heart broken in a sense of like someone they were dating broke their heart. But like, I needed to know that they've been through something, you know, and they've worked through something and had like a deeply emotional experience because I had had many of those in my dating life and in my life in general. And the idea of dating somebody who's never really had to like work through something difficult like that, that was like, no, I need, to, I need to know what this person has been through. Yeah. Which is like, I guess a weird take, like people don't really like, like put that out there kind of like, that was my mission. You know, like I wanted to know who hurt or like what hurt this person and what they worked through and got through just because like working through stuff had been such an important thing and such a big thing, like over my previous few years in dating that like, it was important to me to know that, but I totally agree. Like some guys feel like they can't do that. And yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you that like you can, and it's important too, and it's okay to have feelings and to express them. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I feel like a lot of relationships are after previous relationships, like they're like the couple, has a previous breakup in common. Like we're both getting over mm -hmm. something. And it's not like we're yeah. you're a rebound, we're using you to get over that person, but like we are on the same emotional level because we both went through something similar and can like relate to it. Absolutely. I mean, even like Jake and I both were basically fired from our jobs two months before we met a day apart. And we were able to connect over that. And some people would be like, oh, it's embarrassing to lose your job. Like, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say I left. It's like, no, we owned it. This is something that happened to us. And we were able to like really relate to each other and connect over that. Yeah. Yeah. So own your truth, you guys. Um, okay. So how did you and Skylar meet? Because you had mentioned that like setups were happening and things were happening that you weren't going after. So were you on dating apps at all? How did you and Skylar find each other? What was that process like? Yeah. So it was pretty uh, easy. I was at, out to dinner with like my best friend, Eddie, and I got uh, her number from a mutual friend, Sarah Spiesman, who I've known for a really long time. Her mother and my aunt are best friends. They were each other's maid of honor. And then when Sarah mm -hmm. moved to New York, she wanted to work at Flywheel, so I helped her. I was at Flywheel teaching spin, so I got her job there and like mentored her a little bit and we stayed friendly. And she knew Skylar from the city and a bunch of mutual friends. And I guess she thought of uh, her and her friend Carrie thought of setting us up. 
So I got her info while I was out with my friend and I, and I went on her Instagram and I saw we had like a billion mutual friends. It's like, how do I, how have I never met this person? And so like, I, I saw that one of mutual friends was my, was Eddie who I was with at dinner. And I was like, do you know this person? He was like, yeah, I went to camp with her. She's great. Like, she's awesome. Definitely go for it. It's like getting that out of the way, like knowing that this person is already vetted by my best friend, you know, it's like, and I'm sure she went through a similar process because she had other friends vet me and, you know, so it makes the first date a little bit like less, not, I can't even say less nerve wracking. It makes it even more nerve wracking because there's more pressure because you know, it like has a lot of potential, but it makes it, you know, I guess more nerve wracking because you know, okay, this could be something. I was like shitting bricks before our date. Oh. And she, yeah, she'll tell you the same. I mean, she said she didn't even want to go, but we don't have to talk about that. I'm sure I yeah. could find the text with her from before your first date. I'm yeah. sure I could. You probably could. <laughs> okay, so, well, I love that you kind of approached it. Like, you found out about this girl and you asked your friend about her and that's how it happened. And, like, people get so frustrated with dating apps, but they also rely on them as, like, the only way to meet people. And I love that you're here because you are proof that that is not true. And I feel like people just don't take the initiative to create possibilities with setups. Like you can't just expect that your friends are going to be like, oh, Alana, I have someone for you. Kyle, like I have someone for you. You have to kind of say like, first of all, A, do you have someone for me? Or B, like if you think of anyone or you think of a friend who might have friends, not in our circle that I don't know, but that I'd get along with, like, let me know. Or C, exactly what you did. Like, oh, here's this person. What do you know about them? Can you make this happen? Mm -hmm. Like you have to take it upon yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, It's, you know, it's, it's also just like putting yourself out there in social situations, I think. Like just working in fitness, I've just been able to meet so many, so many different people, not like trainers, clients, people that hang around the fitness scene. So there's whatever your scene is, there's definitely opportunity um, to, to meet people. And also, if you're with someone, think of brainstorm people for friends, you know, instead of sitting idly by. They had a group chat where they were like, we need to find someone for Kyle Axman. And like one girl or one girl wrote Skylar and then like four of the other ones hearted it, like said, yes, a hundred percent. And like, it became a conversation for them that they all discussed before setting us up. So they weren't just like sitting around, they were working on it, you know? It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Do you think you and Skylar would have matched on the dating app if you were using them? We've talked about this before actually. And I probably would have swiped right. That's yes, right? Right is yes. Yes, 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 correct. Um, <laughs> but she said uh, she said she probably wouldn't. She would probably swipe left um, just from looking at my stuff. Like when she looked at my Instagram before our first date, like she was a little bit intimidated by it. Um, not typically the person she would go for, like someone who's devoted their life to fitness. All of his, a lot of his photos on Instagram are him training or shirtless or like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I think she was a little bit turned off by that thinking like, oh, this kind of person would like food shame me or like, you know, always make me work out with him and like that whatnot. And she like 
then realized, okay, he eats ice cream every single day and, you know, does fitness for his life, but it's, you know, he's not like intense about it. So just from first looks from judging, if she had to judge a book by its cover, she would have said, thank you next. But then getting to know me obviously was the opposite. It's funny because Skylar also is like fitness obsessed. Like she also works out every day, but even from that perspective, she didn't, she wouldn't have thought like this was a right fit, which is funny. Yeah. Well, that's why Sarah Spiesman ended up setting us up is because Skylar worked at Flywheel and I taught Flywheel. She's like a group fitness junkie and I obviously teach group fitness. I, I think we both have like a quirky sense of humor. So like, you know, they, that's why they came up with us as a match, which is ironic that she was like, oh, fitness professional. No, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you could be a group fitness junkie and not want to date your trainer. Totally. It's funny because Skylar and I, we became friends during the pandemic. She had DM'd me or like DM'd seeing other people because we both did the same like workout together. So like we knew of each other. And she asked a friend being like, can I DM Alana? Like, would she think that's weird? Um, my friend was like, no, go ahead, do it. And she basically DM'd me and said that she had been listening to the podcast and she was going through a breakup and really struggling with it. But like the podcast was helping and was a great distraction. And we ended up just becoming like online friends. Like I don't even think we met for the first like seven months of our friendship, but like we would FaceTime and stuff. And it was at the same time, like I was single and struggling with all that and stuff. So like we kind of had this friendship that really sparked around like, our usage of dating apps and like the guys we were going on dates with who were fucking us over and it was really funny like I highly highly recommend that everybody finds a friend like that and like I said like it could be somebody who you haven't even met yet who you've just like connected with through friends of friends or whatever but it was something that like I don't know I feel like she and I like really were there for each other through this time and then like seeing her when she like met Kyle and how happy she was. And like, there was Kyle, there was such a difference with how she felt with you right off the bat versus how she felt with these other guys that she was going out with who were like making her anxious, who were making her overthink everything. And then she met you and she was like calm and it felt like easy for her. And I was like, wow, like I want that. And then shortly after that's what happened. I met Jake and I was able to recognize like, I feel calm with him. Like, this is easy. This seems like it's, it's, it's different in the best way. Um, so I'm really glad that I was able to like watch that unfold. No. And I, I also just think it's so special that you and Sky like met later in life. I don't mean like we're old, like super old, but like, it's, it's rare that you find that right. You get, you get in a habit where you're hanging out with all the, all your friends that you grew up with. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm best friends with my friends since I'm six months old. But I think once you meet someone now that are like-minded and going through similar things, it's a really special relationship. Like some of my closest friends I've only been friends with for the last three, four or five years because we've got similar interests and we've met organically and just like, you know, you and Sky have. So I think it's, I think it's really special what you guys have like that. You're still, you know, you're still so close. Um, I'm lucky that because of that, I met you and Jake and, um, yeah. And I, the feeling is mutual when you said that you noticed a difference in her after we met, like I was 
I stop, I, I bite my nails as a nervous habit. And like, I stopped biting my nails. I'm like, holy shit. Wow. I, have, I have nails. I haven't had nails in, in years. So that she, impact like, really... didn't happen on Jake. He still bites them yeah. every night. And I I'm still bite mine. I'm, <laughs> I'm back to the biting, but like for a while I wasn't. And, um, you know, I think that like, once you found someone that just like kind of chills you out, that's easy that, um, you know, when their phone pops up on your phone, when their name pops up on your phone, it doesn't elevate your heart rate, but like brings it down. It's just like vital because I, I, I don't think I, I necessarily had that in the past. Yeah, me either. It's so funny. I just remembered. So like you guys actually tried to set me up with someone because finally I was like, oh, great. Now we have Kyle and like Kyle has all like this whole world of friends that like I don't know about. So you set me up with someone and he and I had planned a date. And then I think I was three dates in with Jake and I was like, oh, I feel like an asshole because this was a setup. But like, I think I need to like see this thing with with this guy Jake through. And I texted your fr- I texted you guys letting you know. And then I texted your friend being like, I like met someone. And it's it's such a funny thing. But like, I remember he was so great about it. And it's one of those things where like, when somebody responds to a text like that, where it's like, oh, like I met someone I want to see it through, like, I appreciate like us planning a date, but like, nah, when somebody responds well to that, it makes you almost like want them more. Yeah. I was like, yeah, damn it, this up. guy seems really great. Oh, like, he's so nice. He yeah. <laughs> he found someone though, right? Yeah, yeah. He's very, yeah, I've been, very I, happy. I still follow him on Instagram. Happy for him. Very happy. Um, one question that I didn't get to, because I'm sure a lot of people or anyone, I guess, in the same boat definitely is wondering, when you were going on dates and meeting people, at what point would you bring up and and how would you bring up that you were previously engaged? Everyone knew already. <laughs> I um, guess they were all set up, so. <laughs> well, yeah, either set ups or like women that I had crossed paths with in the past. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't talked about in on the first or maybe second date with Sky. Mm. But I asked Sarah if she knew, and she said, "Yeah." I think that she was briefed. She, it also was still on my Instagram. Like if you scrolled back a few months, like there were engagement pictures. So ah, I wasn't yeah. hiding anything. Um, but like the nitty gritty of like why everything happened and that that type of thing definitely didn't come out for a while. Like till I, I knew that, that she was a real one. Um, so that it was that day that like, so we went on like two dates and then we went, we met up in Miami I was in Miami for like uh, New Year's and then we came back and we had that date in my own city that was just like pivotal. So not too many dates, but it was COVID. So it's like we're together for 10 hours. That's like five dates, you know? Right, exactly. And and you know what? I think that makes sense. Like you, because I'm sure she also was curious, but wanted you to do it when you felt comfortable doing it. And that's when you did. And that's okay. Yeah, it just came out. You know, I've, I'd mentioned it and she was like, you don't have to tell me until you're ready. Like she was so understanding, like wasn't, it wasn't um, trying to get it out of me or anything like that. She wasn't digging. Yeah. Mm. I'm so happy for you guys. She's the best. You guys are the best. Okay. I'm leaving her for a week tomorrow. She's so sad. I mean, I'm sad too, but I'm the one going on vacation. So. Oh, Morocco. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I remember when you first posted or like when I first saw that that was a thing, I was like, I want to go. You should come um, to the next one. I'd love to. That'd be so cool. 
Um, okay. Before I let you go, I have one final question. And that is what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? Yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, not to, not to like judge a book by its cover. Cause you, you never really, you never really know what could happen. Um, so don't, don't really close, don't close any doors, you know, always take the call or take the date. I mean, it goes for like everything for like work life. Always. It's like my, my dad and advice, like always take the meeting, always take the call. Don't close doors. So I, I think that it, it goes for dating too. It's like, unless you've done your research and you know, it's not going to work, but like, for example, with Sky and I, we didn't, you know, on a, on paper, we wouldn't have necessarily been a match. So yeah, always okay. take the call. Always take the call. Always be open to where it can lead. I love it. Kyle, thank you so, so much for being here. Where can everybody find you? And for people who live in New York City or for people who like to do Zoom things, where can they take a class with you? Yeah, so I am Taxman on Instagram, K-A-X-M-A-N, um, posting about all my workouts and stuff there. I teach rumble training, which is running and strength, um, Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday mornings. And then I teach indoor cycling um, for Swerve. We stream classes into gyms. Um, so if you're a member or not a member, you can use a class pass for Crunch, um, YMCA in Long Island. And then we're going to be expanding to a bunch of different gym partners this summer that I can't disclose yet, but soon will be all over the place. So you can, uh, you can take spin at Swerve. And then there's on-demand videos on Solin, S-O-L-I-N, um, if you want to take some on-demand classes as well. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Kyle. And to everyone who listened, don't forget to send this episode to a friend who would benefit from hearing it. Send it to the whole group chat. Share it on your Instagram story if you loved it. Tag Kay Axman. Tag seeing other people. Give a five-star rating and review if you haven't yet. And we will see you next time. <laughs>